3: Yes, it is. On this Thursday morning, we've got Thursday Night Football, we've got Odell Beckham Jr., we've got Mike White, Chris Carlin, along with Booger McFarlane, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. Booger, what's going on? What's going on, CC? How are we doing, buddy? Great to be with you, as always. Doing outstanding, and we've got so much to get to. We want you to be a part of Greenie Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Greenie Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up, and fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. We continue to wait on Odell Beckham and exactly where he is going to sign. And it seems to be down to the Chiefs, the Saints, and the Packers. Now, you and I have disagreed about this before. I, I understand how polarizing of a figure he is, but also what a dynamic player he's capable of being. Booger, I really wonder if he's going to go in and make a major difference for any of these three teams.
2: What would give you any inclination that he won't?
3: My inclination would be that is it just automatic that we're going to blame everything that's happened over the last several years on not being with a good quarterback? I mean, if we look at this objectively, he's put up a thousand yard season in Cleveland, but he hasn't put up anywhere near the numbers that he did his first three years in the league. And that's four or five years ago now at this point. Injuries are a major concern Is he healthy? Is he going to be healthy enough to stay on the field? And is he still that dynamic receiver?
2: Well, first of all, context is important. Um, I I think when he had a really good quarterback, uh, which was early on with Eli Manning, the numbers were historic. Yep. Uh, As Eli waned, some of the numbers waned. Then he got hurt. Uh, Then some of the issues with the staff were there. Um, And then, you know, he gets traded to Cleveland, the ACL. So I can make an argument that when Odell Beckham Jr. has been healthy with a legitimate top 15 quarterback, I think Odell has been outstanding. I I was on TV on Monday Night Countdown this past Monday, and I said that Odell Beckham is still a top 10, uh, top 5, top 10 wide receiver in this game, and I'm talking about from a talent standpoint. Obviously, the productivity is not there or has not been there, but you can't tell me that if you put him with Aaron Rodgers, a veteran quarterback that he will respect, and if Aaron says, hey, I got this, he'll be quiet and move on. You can't tell me that if you put him with Patrick Mahomes, arguably we've anointed him as the most talented player in this league, that if Pat Mahomes says, hey, I got this, move on. You can't tell me that going to Louisiana and getting with Sean Payton, where Sean Payton says, listen, okay, uh, there's going to be a whole different element to this offense that you're going to add. I just need you to trust me. Sean Payton's got pellets on the wall. Okay, Sean Payton's got championships. Patrick Mahomes has got championships. Aaron Rodgers has got rings. You know who doesn't have rings? Odell Beckham. So, yes, I think that if you put a transcendent talent, which we all thought he was when he was at the wide receiver position in New York, you put him with the people that is being rumored to be in in, in contention for him, Yes, Chris Carlin. I think you go. You are going to get, as you like to put it, you are going to get the juice when you squeeze this <laughs> talent known as Odell Beckham Jr.
3: I think the look. Having said all that, the place where he makes the biggest difference is Green Bay. I mean, if you add him to Devontae Adams, it's obviously something that enhances a passing game with the other receivers that are just nowhere close to that same level as Adams. Booger, I do think that if we're talking about trying to go win a championship, that's his best place. We could talk about Sean Payton all we want. Who's throwing him the football? Is it Trevor Simeon? Is it Taysom Hill? I would stay dead away from that if I'm Beckham. And if we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, okay, yes, he's going to help Mahomes. But are the Chiefs then a championship-level team when they can't stop anybody outside of Bad offensive teams or, frankly, like the Packers this past week with Jordan Love.
2: Yeah, I, I think you and I are sharing a brain. I think the best chance is to go to Green Bay. Green Bay is probably not the most sexy play based on, uh, you know, the off-the-field lifestyle that a lot of people assume that Odell wants. Here's what I'll say. I think that if, if you're Odell, and this is about a, a, a two-month to three-month experiment, to where you can win a championship and go be a free agent on the open market? Absolutely. I think Green Bay is, is the place you go. I think with that running game, they got David Bakhtiari coming back. I think the offensive line can, can really, really gel. They can run the football with Dylan and Jones. Aaron Rodgers is going to be as motivated as any player in the league based on the last uh, two weeks and everything that's transpired. You put him in Green Bay opposite Devontae Adams, you tell me, Chris Carlin, when they they line up in what we call 11 personnel, which is one back, one tight end, three wide, all right, and you got Lazard, uh, you got OBJ, you got Adams, it doesn't matter who's at tight end, and now you put, now you put, okay, Aaron Rodgers in a position where he can pick the poison, you tell me who's stopping that offense. Oh, by the way, didn't their defense have their best performance of the season against the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I will say this. This move, if Odell goes to the Packers, is a bigger impact than Von Miller going to the Rams.
3: Wow. Wow. I don't know that I agree with that. I,
2: well, and- of, of, of course you don't because you're looking at it strictly from the standpoint of um, a, a strength becoming even stronger when you look at Von Miller. Right. Von Miller next to Aaron Donald, next to Leonard Floyd and Jalen Ramsey. What I'm looking at, I'm looking at a need. See, mm. the Green Bay Packers need OBJ. Their offense is good, and they can be very precise, and they can be surgeon like when Aaron Rodgers is there with Devontae Adams. But Devontae Adams gets the volume of the touches, and then you add in – uh, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Remember, Robert Tunyon got hurt, so they're missing a tight end or or at least a proven tight end that can catch the football. Mercedes Lewis is still there, but he's a blocker at this stage of his career. So here's what I'll say. I'm looking at it from a need standpoint. This offense needs a little juice, Chris and You always talk about juice. Yes. Okay? Add this juice. Okay? This is like getting a mimosa when you have been at brunch only about five minutes and they don't you they don't even ask you for the order they just bring you two mimosas and you can double fist them okay that's what this is like right now chris Carlin. imagine going down on top of one of those tall buildings in new york city and you're sitting there and, and, and you're thinking okay i'm gonna get some nice eggs and pancakes and et cetera, et cetera. and before she even asks you what you want to drink she brings you two mimosas and you can double fist them that's what this is like
3: oh First of all, it sounds incredible. Secondly, if that's what it's like, great. I, Booger, I'm just basing it on production the last several years. Why is it that that Baker Mayfield didn't work out with Odell? And I'm not saying that it's they don't they both don't play a role in that. But I can't pin everything else on Beck on whoever else was playing with Beckham. You know, he let Eli have it on his way out the door after he had obviously had very good seasons with him. And then he goes to Cleveland, and this looks like an ideal spot, and there are other players there. There's Jarvis Landry there from LSU with him, and you're thinking he's going to have just massive numbers, yet it hasn't been able to happen even when he's been on the field. And that's what I'm thrown off by. That's what I don't understand. I did love this quote from Devontae Adams yesterday.
1: I'm pretty
0: secure in, in what I bring to this offense and this team. Um, and I know what his mindset is based off where he just came from. He'd be happy to deal with, you know, whatever at this point. I mean, he had one catch like six yards in his last game. So I can guarantee you we can get him more than that over here. So uh, as long as he's good with two catches, 12 yards, we should be straight.
3: <laughs> and look, we know that I'm not doubting that he can help the Green Bay Packers. I think that's the place where he'll make the most difference. I still am not convinced 100% that Odell Beckham automatically makes you a Super Bowl contender.
2: Well, okay, here's the thing. Uh, Here's what I hear from Devontae Adams. Sarcasm, he's joking, he's happy. Um, Here's what's going on behind the scenes. In a day and age where I don't say things or know things or, or, or I don't have to go the normal route, there's a lot of direct messages going on right now. There's a lot of hey man what's it like up there? You tell me. Hey, where could I live at? Okay? How many times can we go to Milwaukee to a basketball game? Hmm. Okay? I'm not like these are real conversations sure. because because people look at it from a football standpoint and just say okay, OBJ Green Bay, book it. Here's what I say. OBJ Green Bay Wisconsin, I'm only at the facility on Wednesday and Thursday from 8 to 5. Friday, I'm there from 8 to 1. There's a lot of other hours in the day. So what am I going to do to continue to just to be a 26-year-old, 27-year-old thriving star who I think OBJ probably has the most followers of any wide receiver on social media? So he is a star, Carl. And this is not you going to your local do- Dunkin' Donuts and the guy says, yeah, what do you want? The normal? Yeah, black coffee. Like, like that's not this. This is OBJ. If he walks through the airport, he's recognizable. People know who he is. People understand who he is. And people flock to him. You so obviously you have, to,
3: have never been with a to a Dunkin' Donuts with me because well, I have put the Dunkin' kids through college. And well, they couldn't be more excited to see me. If that well, that gets.
2: makes two of us, okay, because I go there every day. But <laughs> but to finish up the point, he's a star. And he's got to live off the field. So being able to do things like go to a Bucks game
3: and see Giannis will be important to OBJ, okay? I love it. I I love the idea of it, and I love the idea of – the energy that it will bring, because there is, I will never debate this, when it comes to star power, Odell Beckham clearly has it. It's Chris Carlin and Booger McFarlane in for Greeny today, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress Vehicle Giveaway Program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Up next, we discuss this more. Where else does one of our experts feel is an ideal spot for Odell Beckham? He will join us in moments on set. It's Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. ESPN Radio, celebrating America's heroes on Veterans Day. Malcolm Brogdon. Pacers. I just want to say a quick thank you to all the veterans out there that are serving,
0: that have served. Uh, your, your service means so much to me in this country. Thank you for all you do.
3: Greeny, the podcast. Wherever Odell Beckham ends up, it may not come for a day or two. It's Chris Carlin, Booger McFarlane, in for Greenie on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Let's hear from Adam Schefter first, NFL Insider for ESPN this morning on why, in fact, it might be by Saturday that he joins a team.
4: I continue to maintain, from a common sense standpoint, that we'll have something by Saturday 4 p.m. Eastern because that's when he has to be signed by to be paid for this week. Now he could take extra time to mull his decision, but it would cost him whatever it is a proration of whatever's remaining left on his contract for this year. So to me, Saturday 4 p.m. is the time he has to sign to be paid for this week. Now. Somebody suggested to me this week that well maybe he wants to wait to see how New Orleans fares Sunday, Kansas City fares Sunday because he wants to plan a contender. And if one of those teams were to lose, it's obviously a hit to them that particular week. That's feasible; it could happen. I just think logically, I like to follow the money here, and the money tells me he'll be signed by 4 p.m. on Saturday.
3: And booger. At the same time, you know, we're seeing the indications that he may take his time to do this. But we were talking during the break and kind of feels like to you that this may be because he's not getting the offer he's looking for yet.
2: Yeah, because normally if somebody comes up and blows you away, then it's like, okay, send me the deal. Let's get this thing signed up. Uh, But if he hadn't gotten that yet, yeah, I can slow play it. I'm not in any hurry. And so then I can allow these other teams to kind of simmer. And the way I look good publicly is I just say, hey, we're taking our time when behind the scenes, the agent is like, hey, it's going to take X. You come to X,
3: this deal is done. Until then, we have other offers. Well, for more on this, let's welcome in the great Damian Woody, our ESPN NFL analyst, joining us in studio. We're giving us a straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. All right, where? <laughs>
0: <laughs> talk about being direct. Um, for me, I brought up in, on Get Up. I said New England. Why not New England? I, I, when, when you look at you know, a couple things, number one, Coach Belichick has dealt with a certain situation like this. Remember, he dealt, you know, with Randy Moss traded for him, obviously from the Oakland Raiders. Obviously, that's, it would be different this time since Odell Beckham Jr. is a free agent. But you know, you could, you know, you could see that happening. Happening. And when I look at the Patriots offense, this is primarily a run first team. They want to run the football. Obviously, Mac Jones, rookie quarterback, is a guy that you know he he doesn't make a lot of mistakes as far as turnovers is concerned. The one glaring weakness I see in the Patriots offense. They don't have any. They don't have any al- alphas on the outside. Yes, they have Jacoby Myers, they have Nelson Aguilar, but those guys aren't alphas. Those guys aren't guys that, you know, te- You know, you have to. You have defensive coordinators have to be worried about guys like that on the outside. With Odell Beckham Jr., I think you know he will bring an element like that to the pa- to the Patriots passing game. Now, is he the Odell Beckham of old? No, I don't believe he is. But I do think he does bring an explosive element to the passing game that could really benefit new england moving forward um into you know as we continue
2: on november and december and
0: ultimately to the playoffs
2: so d wood let me ask you this if odell beckham is coming into your locker room what's the one thing that's top of mind for you is it can you still play is it how's he gonna fit is it um do we need to try to help him fit your team signs Odell Beckham. What's the one or two things you're thinking of the moment he walks in?
0: Well, I mean, number one, you know, listen, Odell Beckham Jr. is not some young guy anymore. He's, he's a, you know, he's an older guy. Um, so it, 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 if he doesn't know how to walk the straight and narrow, then what's the point of even bringing him in the locker room? I, I, I think that, you know, for me is, okay, how do you fit into this culture that we have in our program? What, what can you bring offensively that can, you know, add a different element to uh, into our offense. And, again, I bring up, I, you know, I bring up whether it's New England, whether it's Green Bay, Kansas City, I think there's different things that Odell, Beck- Odell Beckham Jr. can bring to those respective ball clubs. Um, but at the end of the day, can he be a guy that can fit into the culture and bring – a certain element that the coaching staff wants him to bring to, to those respective offenses.
3: Damian Woody with us in studio. Chris Carlin, Bud McFarlane for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Does he completely change the dynamic for any of the four teams that are being talked about? Meaning, does he make them a Super Bowl contender?
0: N- n- listen, I don't think people have brought up the comparison of like, Randy Moss and, and, and OBJ, Randy Moss to me is is one of one. That's, that's the type of play that Randy Moss is. I think does OBJ, you know, does he help a ball club? Absolutely. Does he like put somebody over the top where they're a Super Bowl favorite? I don't think that's him. You know, for me, when I look at OBJ, listen, I'm not saying that he's, you know, you know, he like – He's a scrub or anything like that. But I think his reputation, he's living more off reputation right now than production. He needs to go somewhere. Oh, whether wow. be Whether it be mm. – yeah, I, he's living off reputation right oh, wow. now. Wow. Mm. He's living oh, off wow. reputation. That I'm going to call a spade a spade. It's a spicy hey. meatball. Wow. Yeah. So, listen, I think OBJ needs to go somewhere, whether it be with a veteran quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or, you know, established culture like New England where he can basically jumpstart his career again. Because right now – his career is stuck, in, is stuck in neutral.
2: I'll agree with you that his career is in neutral. I'm going to disagree with you based on the place that he would go. So if he went to New England, yeah, he's going to have to fit in there. He's going to – he would automatically be the number one in New England, by the way. Uh, he would have to come in there and try to fit into a run-centric scheme. But D would. You put OBJ in Green Bay – I think Green Bay not only is a Super Bowl contender because they're already that, okay, without it. I think they they vault right up there for me with the NFC favorite with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and here's why. All right, Green Bay has a need right now. They need another weapon, okay? We've talked about it for a long time. They need a number two receiver. We talked about it all draft season. Get Aaron Rodgers a first-round receiver. They didn't do that. They felt really good with Alan Lazard. They had Tanya At tight end, Tanya got hurt. Uh, They went out and they got Randall Cobb. So now you have Devontae Adams, Lazard, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, I love him to death, but he's kind of on hole 16 in in an 18-hole round of golf. You have two thumpers, excuse me, a thumper in Dylan. You have a really, really good change of pace back that can really do it all in Aaron Jones. I say this. You put Odell Beckham Jr. in that offense. Now everybody's roles are shifted. Devontae is the clear-cut number one. OBJ can do a multitude of things. He becomes a two, and now you have Lazard and Cobb that can kind of work and be interchangeable three and four if we want to go that route. You, you can now dictate to defenses. You can't roll coverage to Devontae. We can still pound you with Dylan. We can do whatever we want to do with Jones. You couple that with a defense that played probably their best game of the season at Kansas City, yeah, they are right there with the Bucks as the NFC favorite if he signs in Green Bay, D. Wood.
0: Listen, I, I, I mean, you make some you make some valid points. I what what here's what I will say about Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to be Green Bay regardless with or without Odell Beckham Jr. I still look at Green Bay right now. They're right up there to me. They're right there with with Tampa Bay as a favorite in the NFC. I I, as, I just think that Aaron Rodgers, when you look at how he's been playing, and then contrast that to what he what the Green Bay Packers look like when they play the Kansas City Chiefs. It is so apparent what Aaron Rodgers means to the Green Bay Packers. And I I just think that with Devontae Adams and and Alan Lazard and and, and that that rushing attack of Green Bay, and by the way, they're going to give David Bakhtiari back their, their, you know, their star left tackle, which is only going to make that offense even better. I just think that Green Bay is just going to be Green Bay. You put Odell Beckham Jr. in New England with that rushing attack, and a dynamic playmaker on the outside. What does that do for Mac Jones? Okay, it would Mac, change. Jones, Mac Jones is a right. guy that Mac Jones is a guy that right now he's he's you know he's not a guy that's gonna turn over the ball, he's gonna make the safe passes, but now you add a guy that's explosive. Yeah, that can put that can give you chunk plays. Man, couple that with the way New England is playing defense, New England is one of the best defensive teams in the
2: National Football League. That makes the Patriots really scary in the AFC. Well, you're right. It makes them really scary. But if we're going to boil this down to who do we make better, Aaron Rodgers, who's great, can he go to the next level, or Mac Jones, who's really good, can he go to the next level? I'm going to always lean toward Aaron Rodgers. And as far as the receivers, you talk about Lazard um, and and Randall Cobb. They're not even in in the same neighborhood or, or the same county. It's like living in New Jersey where you live in that palatial mansion of yours, D. Wood, or going way down to Long Island in one of those little small motel sixes. That's the difference between OBJ and Lazard and Randall Cobb. Are you talking so down on the, oh, on the fabulous oh. the Long
0: Island book?
2: Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying. Listen, let's not let's not get it twisted and, and, and act like Lazard and Randall Cobb are on the level of OBJ just from a talent standpoint. I, we could have this conversation about production, but talent wise, <laughs> it's not even close.
3: OK, so to be clear, Long Island is the Marquez Valdez scandal of suburbs. <laughs> it is ESPN NFL insider Damian Woody bringing The Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, who has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no contract, all on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required, actual availability and coverage and speed may vary. I don't know that we've ever spent... So much time talking about a two-win team as we will with the quarterback situation with the New York Jets. (laughs) And it is fascinating, though, to see this play out. I'm of the opinion that they are 100% doing the right thing Mm -hmm. and letting Mike White play when he's coming off a 400-yard game, played two series. It was one touchdown before he got hurt in the Indianapolis game. Understand everything with Wilson. For me... When does it become about winning? Who plays for you if you are Robert Sala? Mike White. Mike White
0: plays for me because there's it, a couple things, and Bug knows this as well. Number one, you can't fool the players in the locker room, okay? You always understand that, that Wilson was a number two pick. He's the future. But players don't care about that. Players want to win now, and players want to see the best players out there playing on the field. And Mike White gives the New York Jets the best chance to win football games right now. Everyone, Anyone who's watched the New York Jets over the last couple of weeks when they watch the Cincinnati Bengals and, you know, obviously that, that first couple series in the Indianapolis game on Thursday night, the offense was totally different. The tempo, the pace, the way everybody played within that offensive scheme, it was totally different. You got to also remember the Jets are playing the most rookies of any team in the National Football League. So from an evaluation standpoint, now if you're the coaches or the front office, you're getting a better look at how these guys are performing when you got a a quarterback that's performing at this level within the offensive scheme. So, yes, Zach Wilson is important. He's the future of the franchise, but there's levels to this. And ultimately, you can't fool the players. you got to play the guy that gives you the best chance to win, and that's Mike White.
2: Yeah, I I would agree with you, you know, as far as right now, today. But eventually, they got to put him in, D. Wood. Like, I mean, we we can continue to talk about this forever, but the bottom line is you drafted him in number two two overall. You're going to make him the face of your franchise if you haven't already. So all you're really doing is delaying the inevitable. And I'm a believer in this. I tell my wife this all the time. Problems only get bigger. They don't get smaller. They just continue to grow. So if the problem is now that your young quarterback's not ready, then guess what? You got to get him ready because when you put him back in there next year, he ain't gonna be ready then. So some would say, put him in there now, let him get ready, take a few lumps now, take a couple l's right now. Because what's the difference if the New York Jets are, I don't know, six and eleven, or one and or or, or or two and fifteen? What's the difference? You still not making the playoffs, D. Wood. So you want to feel good for a couple of Sundays uh, over there at Men Life? Wouldn't you rather feel good going to the postseason in a year or two? Come on, D. Wood. Well, but here's here's what I'm going to say to you, Boog, about that. How do you sell that
0: to the guys in the locker room? How do you sell when everyone, when guys, when guys see on whether it's the practice field and on and on game day that one guy is clearly better than the other? And I get it. He was a number two pick overall, but again, you have Fifty what? fifty two other guys in that locker room that's seeing everything that's going on. They're seeing what this guy is doing out there on the field. They're seeing how he's giving them a chance to win football games. You can't dismiss that aspect because if you just throw a guy out there that, you know, is not better than the other guy, you risk losing the locker room that way.
2: I agree. You and I both have been in locker rooms, but sometimes we know that this quarterback position is different. It's the one position in professional sports that's different. And if my long-term future is the guy from uh, Draper, Utah, known as Zach Wilson, if my long-term future depends on whether or not he develops and develops pretty soon, if I'm Robert Sala, hey, we ain't going nowhere this year anyway. And and you know what I would tell you, D. Wood? How can I sell it to you? It's really simple. On Tuesday afternoon at 4.15, when that direct deposit hit, Sold. Done. Now move on.
3: It's Chris Carlin, Booger McFarlane, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. To the minute you knew when the direct deposit hit. To yeah, the well, minute? Oh yeah, <laughs> listen, I don't, I don't, play, I don't, I don't mess with my money. No, I understand.
0: I, I don't like, mess with my money now.
3: No, listen, uh, I'm looking too,
0: but
2: yeah. to the minute? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like I know when that, I know when that de- direct deposit hit. Believe that. <laughs> hey Chris, there's no better feeling when you're an NFL player and you're on your second contract and you have direct deposit and the direct deposit hit. Because regardless of how much you're making, you're checking that. But especially when that second contract hit, because that's usually a pretty good-sized deal, Mm. you are checking that direct deposit. (laughs) I get paid by ESPN now direct deposit, and it's nowhere near what I made when I played. And every Thursday morning when I wake up, Five thirty six o'clock. I'm checking and see if that direct deposit hits. So imagine what these NFL guys are doing on a Tuesday when they know that 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 seven figures, if you're a quarterback, is going to be dropped right into your account. Yes, you know when it hits. Stop preaching that gospel, boo.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we are more than halfway through D. Wood with uh, the season for some teams, others right about there. Who is your MVP right now and who will end up being the MVP? I'm going
0: to give the slight edge to Lamar Jackson right now. I, I, I feel like what the Baltimore Ravens ask of Lamar Jackson is it, just, it's almost unfair. Mm-hmm. You know, what he brings to the table, how, he's, how he has improved as a passer, obviously the, the playmaking ability that he has with his legs. I think, um, you know, Lamar Jackson has just been phenomenal this year. I think Aaron Rodgers is right on his tail. But I think ultimately at the end of the year, I think Aaron Rodgers will win the MVP again this year. You know, I, because I, I think, I, I think the, the momentum, I think looking what happened in the Kansas City, the Kansas City game and the, the importance of what Aaron Rodgers means to the Packers and the way that Aaron Rodgers has been playing this year, I think when it's
2: all said and done, Aaron Rodgers going to win the league MVP again. You know what, D-Wood, you you may be right. I would agree with you right now. It's Lamar Jackson. I think the offensive player of the year right now is Cooper Cup. I think the defensive player of the year right now, no, it's not Trayvon Diggs. It's Kevin Bayard in Tennessee based on what he's done and and how consistent he's been because Diggs, even though he's got seven picks, he gives up up plays. Man, he has been getting cooked lately, okay? I think your uh, offensive rookie of the year, uh, I hadn't quite gotten that one. Defensive rookie of the year, we would go Michael Parsons. Coach of the year. Everybody's going to say Cliff Kingsbury. Coach of the year. Watch me, D. Wood. Mike Vrabel, coach of the year right now. Mm. Talk to him. Hey,
0: listen. I wouldn't, I'm i not going to argue with you on that one. I mean, look at the slate of teams that, that, that the Tennessee Titans have beaten. Yep. You know, over the past few weeks. After I'm, that disaster, After, the, one. after that disaster, we won. I mean, they've basically slayed all the top teams in the league. My, Mike Vrabel is, he's one hell of a coach. Awesome. One stuff. hell of a coach.
3: D Wood, great stuff. Appreciate you stopping uh, by. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Chris Carlin, Booger McFarland for Greenie on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Up next, we all saw the ridiculous call the other night in the taunting situation with the Bears and the Steelers. But was the NFL ready to admit that maybe they were wrong? We'll get to no. that. In a moment, dealing with a dead battery, we'll head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a battery or not or if you're in need of a fresh charge and if you do happen to need a replacement battery they can help with that too they've got reliable replacement batteries starting at just 79.99 and they're the only place you can find proven tough duralast batteries so next time you're having battery trouble head to AutoZone your battery re- solution and America's number one battery destination would the league ever admit they're wrong it's next on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus
1: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
3: The taunting penalty the other night presented to the league, and they said no problem with it whatsoever. Chris Carlin, Booger McFarland on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus in today for Greeny. Time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Booger, first of all, we haven't spoken since the other night, so I want to get your take right away on the taunting call against Marsh that gave the Steelers a second life in the game against the Bears the other night?
2: Well, obviously, it was a very borderline call at best. I think it's important to understand the origin of the rule. So if you go back a year ago, uh, they decided to make the league more fun. Celebrations were kind of a little bit more lenient. No fans, COVID. Now you fast forward to this season, it's almost been a total 180. And I think people are frustrated. Well, the origin of all of this the competition committee got um, kind of mandates from a lot of our coaches. The coaches wanted the game cleaned up from a taunting standpoint, which is why it's a point a point of emphasis so far this season. And it is something that's really kind of rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. I think what I would say is this is that I think these players have to first and foremost realize what they can and cannot do. And then if they decide at that point to kind of stretch it to the stretch it beyond Uh, The fabric of the rule, that's on them. As far as Marsh is concerned, after you do the leg scissor karate kid type kick, and then you kind of pound your teammate up a little bit, to walk to kind of midfield and stare at the Steelers as their punter is entering the field was probably a bit much. Yeah, I I agree. and, and, And that's the thing that I'll say. Yeah, we want you to have some fun. We want you to do your thing. More importantly, we want you to celebrate with your teammates. But when you do three celebrations, because he did the kick, the walk, and then the stare, eh, we're not going to give you three celebrations. Like, this is not WWE where you can start calling to the crowd with your, with your uh, hand by your ear. Like, you, at some point, you got to kind of ease back over to the bench.
3: It, to me, it was ridiculous in the spirit of it, right? But we're not on the spirit of it right now. We're on the letter of the law. And. What he did wasn't all that bad, but it's 100% on Marsh. We're not in week one or week two where they're, you know, you're still trying to figure out exactly what's going to be allowed and what's not. You're right. When you go and you do all of that and then you make the next concentrated effort and you know that they are going to be a little bit more sensitive to this than usual, and we've seen it already this year, that's on you, brother. That is 100% on you for testing the limits. It may have been a bad call in the spirit of it because I know the coaches wanted to cut back on the taunting. To me, that's more getting the face of another player directly and kind of ticking them off and then you risk an ejection, right? That was not one of those scenarios, but that's just a dumb move on, on, on Marsha's part. You just got your team off the field on a fourth down, and now you just gave them life because it's a point of emphasis and you weren't paying attention to that.
2: Yeah, see, I'm going to disagree a little bit with you. I I think taunting comes in all shapes and forms. It's not just getting in the player's face. Uh, yeah, that's probably the, the, the biggest one. Well, but, but, but it, was the
3: coach's concerns based out of that, out of losing a player in a game?
2: Well, yeah, I, I think the coach's concerns were more based out of the ability to coach their own players and have their players' attentive, uh, attentiveness, mm-hmm. you know, because I can't coach you while you're drawing um, and going back and forth with another player or you're getting in fisticuffs, as we've seen sometimes. So I, I just think, you know, you, you couple that with is our product sellable to moms and dads out there across the country? Because, you know, we can talk about all the rules and all these different things. Ultimately, you know, and I know, it comes back to money. Yep. Like, th- this comes back to the M-O-N-E-Y. And so, if our product is um, assumed to take a hit because of taunting and everybody's in your face and everybody's yelling and screaming, then, yeah, the NFL is always going to protect the mighty dollar. Uh,
3: no question that that's going to be the case. If you're... Marsh at this point, and the league backing up their officials. Has this been the final, I guess, was this the one that will have other players paying attention to it even more now and watching their actions? Will this deliver the message?
2: No, because the message hasn't been delivered yet. Like, I mean, we're halfway through the season now. Um, I think the NFL does a great job of creating these videos where they show the players what they can and cannot do. Uh, Each team gets these videos every week, and it's up to the teams, head coaches, GMs, to distribute the videos to their players. Then the players have to follow the rules. I believe the players will eventually follow the rules if you tell them what to do uh, enough times.
3: This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Kurtz Carlin, Booger McFarlane in for Greeny today. Up next, where will he sign, and maybe when will Odell sign